the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Wisconsin State Assembly, District 79, Republican Primary. Here's your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the Dane County League of Women Voters. I'm your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert, and I'd like to introduce the Republican candidates for District 79 of the Wisconsin State Assembly, Tom Clauder and Carl Skalitsky. Welcome and thank you for coming on our show. Uh, the first question, you both have been primed and you know that you have three minutes to um, answer. After that, you have two minutes for each question that I, I ask you. Um, Tom, we decided to start with you. Um, the first question is, what is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the State Assembly, and why are you running? First of all, I'd like to thank the League of Women Voters for this opportunity. And then I'll start out first, I guess, um, why I'm running. I'm running because of the fact there's 163,000 jobs lost in the state of Wisconsin. I'm running because there's $5 million tax increase that we've seen. That was a billion, I'm sorry. A 4% increase in property taxes. 5.5% um, increase in the University of Wisconsin system. Increase for students that nobody seemed to ask any questions on. Um, the taxes themselves, as I knocked on doors, were not only a big thing, but jobs were number two. Uh, one and two were taxes and jobs. And when you talk about experience, um, I first was on the Dean County Board for 10 years as a supervisor. After that, I decided to run for mayor in the city of Fitchburg, and I was elected three times. I served as mayor six years in the city. Um, I was elected to the um, Dean County City and Villages as president of that association. And I'm a former member of the Collaboration Council, which is in Dane County that strives for jobs. And I'll tell you, that's what this is all about. It's a lack of jobs. It's a lack of employment. Um, that's a huge thing. I guess if somebody asked me what are three things that Wisconsin needs right now, it's jobs, jobs, and jobs. Okay, thank you. Carl? I, I'm Carol Sklitsky, and once again, I'm a candidate for the State Assembly. I, uh, my background, is, well, I was a candidate in 2008. Um, I was frustrated to see our elected representatives unopposed. And going into the 2010, I, I don't think our district has had a Republican primary uh, in re recent history, it's been a, quite a while. So uh, it's nice to have a primary. Uh, professionally, I am a truck driver. I've been driving truck for 14 years, delivering gas to stations uh, the last 10 years. And my motivation started with uh, listening to talk radio. Uh, I'd done a lot of my own reading and research prior to that. Uh, I kind of created my own ideas, uh, kind of taught myself. I do not have a college degree, um, so I kind of learned on my own. 
and I do take pride in that. Um, as far as representing a, being a, my, the constituents in our district, um, we do need to uh, stabilize the economy with jobs. We need to decrease spending. And we need more open politics. They like to advertise that they're uh, transparent and open, but when they pass legislation in the middle of the night, when they do things behind closed doors, that is not open politics. And I am very open with people, very direct. So those are some of the strengths I look to use in my campaign moving forward. Okay, thank you. Uh, the next question, we start with you, Carl. What do you believe is the most urgent issue for your par particular district, and what would you do about it? Well, I lead off, when ta I talk to people, it starts with the budget. Um, we will need to cut spending. I do not see much room to raise taxes. I think the last administration raised taxes uh, to the max, and our, our economy is suffering. So if we can reduce taxes, that'd be nice, but I think we need to be, take a hard look at what uh, spending cuts we make. And uh, it'd be nice to be fair to most groups and uh, agencies that work with the government, but some areas will be cut more than others. Um, education, I, I'm critical of education. Uh, I think there are a lot more options than what the teachers union would like to project, uh, what the uh, Democrat majority would like to project. So um, there are options in you know, virtual schools, charter schools. Uh, the options are limitless for education if you're willing to explore them. Um, when it comes to like uh, health care, uh, I believe it's, it's, a it's a luxury, but uh, only as what the budget can afford, we need to maintain our infrastructure first. Uh, and once we have a solid, stable economy, then we can work on the other luxuries government loves to afford the people. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Tom? Again, it goes to the government spending and taxes are on opposite, they are on opposite side of the same coin. Unfortunately, here in Wisconsin, even while our taxes keep increasing, they continue to find ways to spend even more money at the state capitol. Um, Wisconsin's deficit has steadily increased in recent years and is a staggering $2.7 at this time. I'm a Dane County long resident. Um, I grew up in Westmoreland. I moved to Fitchburg and I since have been able to watch what goes on at the state capitol in Dane County actually my entire life. But uh, I will fight in the legislature to keep government spending within our means so that we don't keep digging the hole that we can't seem to fill. Um, I think that in the government spending we have to look at what um, we have out there that is duplicated and if there's some savings we should look at that. I would look at the budget to see if there's been spending done where we're not aware of it. Um, these things I think are definitely important not only to our citizens but we have to be responsible 
you know, as elected leaders to make sure that this spending gets under control. Um, I will fight, actually, to look at everything. Uh, people have asked me, you know, what can you increase right now, Tom? What would you spend money for in the budget? Um, I'm very cautious about that question due to the fact that we don't have the money to spend. Our checkbook is tapped out. We have to find the ways to be responsible and get this back under control. Thank you. The next question actually is budget related too. <laughs> oh. If you are elected, you are coming into the legislature during a continuing economic downturn. It, the state budget still has a gap between revenues and both needed and wanted outlays, plus having to restore funds to one of the trust funds. What do you believe are the most important priorities the legislature should address in the budget? And Tom, we start with you. I would think that um, the most, one of, some of the most important things we have to address in the, bud in the budget, obviously, are um, we have to look at our environment. We're going to have to look at taxes. We're going to have to look at Social Security. We're going to have to look at the elderly, which I do want to point out in the present administration has increased um, that elderly part of the that elderly part of the budget by about 127 percent. It's unbelievable what they've increased on the elderly. I think we have to look at um, obviously we have to look at education. We have to look at um, helping local government. And I lived through the tax freezes. I lived through the um, uh, furloughs. I've seen what it does not only to morale, but I've also seen what it does to government spending as, as far as the local level goes. I'm a big believer that I think the locals can take care of spending. Uh, I was there. I proved it. I kept below the um, tax freeze that was put on us by the state. And that's not the way that local government has to be run. You know what, they just do a damn good job of cities, towns, and villages of doing it themselves. And they don't have to have advice from the state capital. Um, those are some things that I think are top priorities that the state has to look at, which um, are pretty well known, really. OK, thanks. Carl? I believe uh, wages for state employees at the uh, administrative le level. Uh, the more I pay attention to politics, I I'm curious if a lot of government workers aren't paid more than legislators. If le no, I would not, I'm not interested in, in raising legislative pay, but I'm curious if you raise the pay to legislators, if more people would be interested in running for office. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily mean better representation, but uh, I think uh, cutting wages uh, is just the first part. Uh, for a legislator, that'd probably be about $4,000 a base salary. Uh, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. Um, but then he goes into program, uh, the other items, you know, there, for every, there's countless programs. You open a book on state programs and the book is very thick. And the budget process itself comes down to the governor and his staff and, and a handful of 
uh, handpicked legislators on the budget committee. Eventually it does go to the floor and I would imagine they would want to go to the floor knowing they got a majority vote in support of the budget. I would think that would be part of the process, but I, from what I've seen, very few legislators are part of the budget process unless the votes aren't there. And I almost feel that I would be an independent uh, if I were elected, even though I am re representing the Republican Party. Um, but, you know, from transportation, education, health, the prison system, arts, uh, workplace, there are so many items, and I would like to just kind of look at it across the board as a percentage. You know, if they got $100 million, we're going to have to look at $90 million, you know, a 10% decrease. And that's just a rough number. I'm not, you know, obviously we have to look at things, but uh, we do need to t cut spending. Okay, thank you. Uh, this one goes to you, Carl. There, are co there is continuing calls for a number of reforms to the campaign process. What do you believe are the best reforms the legislature should implement? Well, it starts with the election laws. Um, to run for office, you need the energy and ambition, the motivation to go out and get signatures to, to campaign. And uh, in the primary, they have party line votes. You're not allowed to cross vote in the, the primary election. I think, I don't think it would solve anything, but California is looking into having the top two candidates advance uh, regardless of party. I think that would make things interesting. So if Pearson did cross vote and let's say Tom and I, uh, as Ken is going to the primary, would, well, Sonny's going to get votes without unopposed primary. But if the two of us got the top votes because we're competing against each other, then Sonny would be out if you took the top two candidates. So I would uh, allow cross-party votes in the primary. Uh, no same-day voter registration. Get, cut, have a cutoff date for registering. Photo ID. And, and I, a curiosity would be if a party could represent candidates, meaning they don't need signatures. If the Republican Party, after the two of us have got our signatures, if they wanted to sponsor up to two more candidates and give it to four people in the primary, uh, it would give par power to the party as a representation. The Libertarian Party could probably put two candidates forward. But there's also strategy to that. If you have too many candidates, you're going to spread your votes out. So it's, it's maybe an, uh, a novelty in California. But uh, we do need to look at election laws. Um, <laughs> Tom. I'd probably be the only candidate in this election that will state this, but I am a believer that uh, politics is a service and it's not a career. And yes. I have proven what I just said. I ran for the county board and I decided after a number of years to get out. Uh, people have asked me about the city of Fitchburg, um, the mayorship. I'm such a believer that um, when politics was created, it was to serve the people. So now if you ask me if I'm for term limits, you'll probably already know the answer. But the fact is, is um, honesty has to come back into politics, and right now it's not there. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that, as we all know, we've, we just hear, turn on your radio, turn on your TV, um, you'll hear what's going on. And it's just part, part of a big problem that's got to be solved some, somehow. 
The Legislative Fiscal Bureau was implemented that could cost $3.5 million for the Supreme Court elections, which was just, you probably just heard about that. That's a huge amount of money, and the cost is out of balance with the voters today. I don't think the voters want to see $10.5 million, $15 million spent on elections. Um, but I do think you have to full, fully disclose all sources of all document of all donations when an individual receives them. Um, it kind of turns back to my statement about honesty about getting back into elections, which I think right now we don't have. Okay, thank you. Okay, Tom, this one goes to you. Once the elections are finished, both opinion makers and the public's confidence in the legislature's ability to accomplish anything of significance to help the state appears to be very low. What do you believe are the most important steps the legislature should take to regain the pu uh, public's trust? It's going to be up to the voters to make that decision. And I think, as I've stated at the beginning of this, the beginning of this segment, I think it has to do a lot with lack of jobs, budget crisis, um, unstable schools, um, the budget that was just passed, you, you pass a budget at 3 a.m. in the morning or whatever time it was. Um, it's just not the way to do things. Um, I do believe that um, that question is going to be a tough question to answer um, because people are going to look at candidates and say, I think, um, can you trust him? Is he going to do what he says? Um, I think that's a huge question to a lot of people. And you know what? September 14th, November 2nd, I guess we'll have the answer to those questions. Okay, thank you. Carl? Uh, for the uh, citizens to have confidence in the legislature, uh, it depends on, the, it starts with the candidates themselves. How much are they willing to communicate with the people? We have the internet, which we didn't always have. And I'm active on Facebook, uh, I visit blogs, there is so many more tools of communication and you know there's always going to be the argument oh in some parts of the state they don't have the same access well maybe that may be true but this let's not make excuses it comes still comes down to the individual candidates who run um, as far as get the legislator getting things done while I'm critical of the process there's probably built-in efficiencies with staff submitting their budget proposals to the governor with his staff. Uh, like I said, there is probably efficiency built in in the way they do it, but at the same time, they, like I say, if you don't have the majority votes, you gotta go to the individual legislators. And, but it, it's up to the individual candidate to speak out, to be in touch with people. Uh, I am not in favor of working behind closed doors or in the middle of the night. Uh, I'll only vote yes, but from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Uh, if it's after that, we can work on details, but we, you can wait for my vote the next business day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you get the next question. The financing of public schools has cut deeply into school budgets to the point that many districts are experiencing significant cuts that are affecting students. Are there measures the legislature can enact that you believe will assist the districts? 
I've heard people talk on the radio of not uh, having direct ties to Madison, allowing schools more independence uh, to compete. Um, school programs, they like to uh, go after the popular ones rather than, you know, oh, we got to cut this, or we're going to cut this. Uh, those are threats, but at least if you allow local communities, school boards, if you give them more control, they, um, I guess one of the things I would look at it is if you have a, a state curriculum up to grade 10 that's good, then you can give the Wisconsin Knowledge Concept exam. My view is if you pass that satisfactorily, that's the equivalent of a GED, then local communities can decide what they educate their juniors and seniors. Uh, if there's a local industry, if there's a, if they want local programs, but at least have some flexibility locally. And, uh, you know, I haven't experienced virtual schools and charter schools, but like I said that in my opening statements, there are so many options. We don't need the teachers union. We don't need the wages. Uh, there's money being bleeding out of the education system that can be cut back. Okay, thank you. Tom? That was an interesting question, and not only an interesting question, but it was a um, huge question in this last budget. And uh, people should understand that um, Carl and my opponent voted for a budget that it hurt some of the biggest school districts in the state of Wisconsin. I know that the time they voted for this, they thought they were doing a hurt more, in my opinion, than Madison, the uh, Milwaukee school area. In turn, it took quite a hit, around 12% at the Madison schools. It took a large hit in a number of schools around the whole state, but in, in our district, it's not only the Madison schools, but it was Middleton Cross Plains. Mm -hmm. They took a tremendous um, hit in millions of dollars on that. The thing is about our education system is we should drastically increase two to emphasis, I've always said, we have to increase and work with our teachers and work with the union to increase math, science, and reading. If you can't do those, I think your education is lost. And I think that's very important. I am a believer, though, that um, we should um, support all types of local education. Um, may it be um, may the, uh, the alternative schools out there, or whatever it may be. I am a believer that we should uh, support those. And you know what? We have to support the teachers, too. I always said that cops, which I was, and teachers have a lot in common when it comes to, believe it or not, hours, salary, um, talking to parents. There's a lot that we have in common, and we have to support our teachers. Okay, thank you. Okay, the next question is on transportation issues such as regional transportation authorities, high-speed rail, and infrastructure construction and maintenance are significant issues to citizens. What do you believe are the most important areas for the legislature's agenda in this area? The high-speed rail issue was an issue that obviously I think caught the majority of the citizens in our district, mm -hmm. in the state of Wisconsin, off guard due to the fact that the bid, there was one. Yes. <laughs> there was one. I really have a hard time with that. Um, there was one. 
there was also papers that were lost on somebody's desk I saw. I mean, that's just unexcusable for such a huge project. We're talking $810 million. It's unbelievable that that didn't get looked at closer. And I'll tell you where. We have Super Steel up by Milwaukee that they already do this. They do this for Metra out of the Milwaukee, Chicago area. That's what they do. They build trains. They revamp trains. It's called Metra. And to do what we've done and to say we've created jobs, come on, I've got a problem. We have jobs right here in the state of Wisconsin that we're losing because of this. The thing about the high-speed rail, I think that it was uh, short-sighted. I wish it was broader. I mean, they're just talking Madison, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Chicago. They are talking Madison, St. Paul. Wait a minute. I just wish it was a broader system. Um, in the city of Fitchburg, people have asked me about this rail. And the, the reason I have looked at it is because in Fitchburg, we have a rail line. It goes through Fitchburg, through Oregon, through Brooklyn, where the bridge, uh, Oregon, where the bridge was knocked out, repaired. I was mayor then. Um, through Brooklyn, through Ev uh, Evansville, Janesville, and on into Chicago. It was just preserved when I was mayor before me, excuse me, before me, and that's the only reason I looked at it. Okay, thank you. Your Time's up? Time's up, yes. Okay. That's all right, I'll continue on that. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> as far as a single bid, that is true, and uh, I know Vicki McKinnell was talking about it. Uh, it. I know Charlie Sykes will talk about it. Um, it's very in-house, uh, behind closed doors. The Madison, the Dane County Board, the City of Madison are in denial about issues relating to the train. They want to push that agenda. Uh, they don't want to talk to the taxpayers. They they refuse to have a referendum on them. They don't need an RTA for buses because the buses are already there. You're not going to expand buses because you get you have a new RTA. Uh, it's the RTA is. Uh, scaffolding for the train and uh, as I said in another interview now is not the time and it's not I don't support the way it's constituted which means a single bid as far as overall transportation structure uh, I see roads widened high interstates are more are more accessible from like down to Iowa and 151 there's uh, I think it's highway 29 that goes from Green Bay over to the west side of the state. Uh, 39 runs north to Duluth, I believe. Um, now, I know there's projects in Milwaukee that need attention. Uh, I, I campaigned for transportation in my campaign in 2008. That was a highlight uh, to me, for me to contrast a representative. And uh, so we do need to maintain the road infrastructure. Uh, as far as trains in the future, but not the way they're talking about it right now. Okay, thank you. Now we're back to the last couple, last question, the last minute of, for your closing. Um, is there any final issue that hasn't been addressed? And um, I think a, an issue that the Democrat Party has ignored is a, a voter ID and election fraud. Uh, that's just one of the, another example in addition to the trains. 
Um, we will have a redistricting the next two years. I live on the edge of three districts, uh, so that may be an interesting uh, outcome. So I'll, in, the, in this campaign season and in the future, I will steadily be involved and do my best to stay vigilant on political issues. Okay, thank you. Tom? I will continue to say that this election is about jobs and I'll do what I can and I'll do the best I can to make sure that we bring jobs back into the state of Wisconsin instead of having them going out of Wisconsin to other states. Um, those people that don't know me, I'm a retired police officer with 26 years of experience. I was a former uh, juvenile officer, court officer. Um, I am a member of the Elks Club. I'm a member of the Lions Club. Um, I did have, in, it, they awarded me Citizen of the Year for the Elks Club. Um, I'm certified in EMT. I have two grown daughters and I'm married. I'm a long life resident, as I stated, to Dane County. And uh, when you talk politics in Dane County, if you even talk some of the names of Dane County, I bet I could probably put them on a scale and tell you I know them. But if I'm elected, I'll do one thing, and that's work with the communities that haven't been represented by our present individual who's there now. <laughs> and I will do my best to watch spending, which hasn't been done over years. Thank you very much, and thank you, every, the ca candidates and everybody for watching. And please vote on September 14th.